Hello and welcome to episode 20 of Everyone is Everything, the episode where I record the intro 700 times because I have a new microphone that makes the letter P very aggressive. So I'm trying to avoid aggressive P's and you're going to listen to Deeds Gorman from White Witch Alchemy. She's a Reiki master, empathic energy healing practitioner, intuitive guide, and tarot reader. Um, So she comes from a lot of different angles in terms of self-exploration, healing, and spirituality. She also is a good friend of mine who's on the short list of people that I text when I'm in full panic mode. So uh, you can kind of get a hint of that, actually, if you pay attention to this beginning of this episode onto how it feels at the end. She's also a fellow heavy metal fan, so we get into that and talk about how music plays a role in our healing so so much good stuff so just enjoy deeds gorman and stop listening to me talk about p wait hold on oh there you are oh i here's the worst part (laughs) Don't celebrate. That's not, this is not a time to celebrate. Yes, it is because I can hear your beautiful voice now. No, we're, we're supposed to be mad now because I, I don't know why it worked. Sometimes it just be fucky like that, I guess. No, now I'm, now it's instilled a little seed of fear in me that it i don't i want to know how it works so i can fix it and usually i usually i'm already recording i don't know if you saw that yeah a little voice in my ear said you are being recorded yeah i don't because usually i don't i i let the person come in and i say howdy doody and all this fun stuff and then we start recording but i thought maybe if i because when i hit record it's like do you want to join the audio? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so does this count as the podcast already? Um, everything in life is the podcast because everyone is everything. And oh. <laughs> my key is too hot. No, my, my, you're falling apart. My, my microphone doesn't have a stand because I had to get a different mic for today, oh, which no. I don't. I'm hoping I sound good in. But yeah. It sounds um, it sounds like a radio personality. Okay. Well, I hope that it gives me personality because i feel like i i don't know where i'm coming from today but i think think this is good i think we can i think i'll celebrate with you now i think you should this listen i fully came on the podcast today intending to be your funniest guest ever oh i think we just need to see the humor in this situation okay okay i'll do my best because we i mean everything was against this happening i feel like today um or apparently not because it's happening. So, right. Um, and I turn, I, here's what happens. Let's just, I, this is not going to be a normal podcast. This That's is okay. what happens. You can always do an intro and then call all of this later. Oh, if you want. Well, I, I do, I will do an intro, but I kind of like the idea of not cutting any or just, you know, leaving it as is, especially if I'm being vulnerable. So, here's the problem is and you're gonna get this because i think we uh get each other i think that's something that we've realized um i 
if something goes wrong, something goes unexpectedly, God forbid, multiple things go unexpectedly, and I'm ready to quit my whole life. Same, same. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to quit everything, and everything is now stupid, and nothing, <laughs> no, nothing is worth doing. I'm through. I like this podcast didn't like the microphone wasn't working, and I I threw my shoes away. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first thing i did i said oh, Into these, the bin. <laughs> these don't need to be anywhere anymore and you want to know what the problem was so i borrowed this mic from my friend okay. um because he was letting me borrow his other mic but he's recording some bands so he's like give me my best mic back and he gave me this which is very nice as well only your strongest potions right so he gave me this mic today like i went and picked it up and came here and so i'm already rushed couldn't figure it out of work because i don't know how to work basically anything like that's another reason i threw my shoes away because they're <laughs> they're wearing shoes <laughs> yeah i don't here. i can't figure the toe and heel whole that whole situation out anyway so there's a button that has there's a phantom power button yeah i'm just gonna let that sink in i'm sure everyone who likes microphones like all these nerds that are like oh i listen to podcasts because i like microphones uh definitely know what that is but he texted me and he's just like hey did you try the phantom power button and i'm like so you don't have to tease me like I don't know <laughs> what that is that doesn't exist but apparently Why did it have to be ghosts right and it exists and you know what and someone named it you know what <laughs> like somebody picked that name out of all the words that i mean could they be. couldn't have picked like bill or steve well then my friend would have been like did you check with steve i've <laughs> <laughs> been like i don't know who steve is but he's the tech support guy he's the he knows tech how to support. fix it he probably does i guarantee there's a bunch of steves in the world that if they ever heard this they'd be like oh yeah phantom power you don't have phantom power what is that that's the stupidest thing in the world it doesn't sound real i think they made a cartoon I about that phantom power yeah, it's I danny would, phantom I, danny phantom and the phantom i think that's what power. it's called is that real yeah it was like a cartoon i didn't know if that was a bit or not okay. that's a real thing i mean i'm usually doing a bit but in this case right <laughs> right i just assumed you were doing a bit oh my goodness i you know and i i was texting you before i got the mic and i was like i'm coming into this with a different energy but I didn't, I underestimated that because I thought I was going to get home, plug the mic in, make my tea and be good to go. You underestimate my capacity for chaos. You honestly, I think that's what, it, <laughs> I think that's what it is. Cause you said that you were like, cause I was like, this is the most unorganized I've ever done this. And you're like, oh yeah, this is my regular life. Now you uh, see why I'm a basket case all the time. So what do we want to talk about for real though? I mean, we have all these options and now with the mic works, yeah. so we have nothing else to do and chaos chaos Talk that's chaos. where that's where it comes from i think yeah you know what i honestly we can do this i can make <laughs> this work <laughs> like we can do a, a segue because truthfully it does come from chaos you bet it does come from darkness and it does come from when the things don't work right exactly like, we're all deep in this void of chaos right and mm -hmm. it's up to us to pull these little threads to put everything together to make meaning 
That's it. That's literally it. That's, that's the podcast. Good night, everybody. Yeah, that was that was sufficient and nice and bye. Good night. Throw your shoes away. <laughs> Throw your shoes uh, away. You don't need them. Who cares? Right. Um, so yeah, well, let's let's do this. Let, I'm gonna we'll let it go wherever it wants. Yeah, for sure. Like I'm yeah. all for that. I I don't. I had like some random things I jotted down, but I. I but I do want you do actively uh, <laughs> only um, okay now yourself. unfortunately everything has gone chaotic again because I only caught about three syllables of that oh okay <laughs> well repeat what you just said the, the good thing is I think zoom is usually good enough to keep the recordings like it'll do our separate recordings so okay so if you can hear me now we're still probably good okay good bad news is, is I forgot what I said. Cool. So, but, but point is, is that, uh, that, that little efficient little thing you just said is truly how you live (laughs) and like how, how you, but you also, because of that, don't, I mean, you kind of bring that out into the world to try to help other people deal with this kind of stuff so we do need to talk about what you do (laughs) otherwise people are just going to be like he just brought his friend on to talk about to just gripe about the world and i don't want to be that person so right which we that's fine i don't i no no pressure to be serious but i do because you do positive work out of negative feelings can i say that without Mm -hmm. you know i don't like to put too many labels on good or bad positive or negative but I feel like that's a fair thing to say. Um, yeah. So why? Because you have a couple avenues. Mm-hmm. So well, let's talk a little bit of just a maybe give a little bit of a background about you know that side of your life and how you've used that idea of chaos being a useful tool into helping other people. Okay, that's actually the perfect introduction. I am uh, an energy worker. Uh, I don't like to call myself a healer because you are the healer. Whoever I'm working with, you in your own world are the healer. Um, and I achieve this through doing energy work. I'm a Reiki master. I've also been trained in another modality called healing touch, which is really profound. So like Reiki is the gift of the energy of the the divine that I give to you. Healing touch takes it one step further and does more manipulation in the energy field to kind of get things flowing properly, to remove stuff that's not supposed to be there, to untangle and unwind, um, and to really connect everything. That gets you into flow. The other thing that I do is I am an intuitive guide. So this can happen a lot actually when I'm working with somebody doing energy work, but I also read tarot cards and I, I sometimes get other psychic information that I'm still kind of figuring out how to do on purpose Mm, right because I tend to get a lot of information and then I sort it out later and then I have to decide to share that with other people I'm getting a little ahead of myself though no that makes sense so um yeah so I I do energy work and intuitive guidance and I I kind of feel like I am a beacon in the chaos Mm. So like the storms swirling around and around and around and around, you've got trauma, you've got hurt, you've got really intense emotions, 
you've got stagnation, you feel stuck. And then there's me, this little lighthouse, beckoning you by the hand. Come on, let's go. Mm -hmm. We're going to go over here and we're going to try something else. And that is pulling order out of chaos. And I like to call that transmutive power alchemy. And that's what I do. Emotional right. Alchemy. Emotional alchemy. And it's and it's interesting because like all the feelings that you said, like being stuck and, and all this, what things like that, it's like it's impossible to avoid those things. Yep. Like and it's and it's impossible to fix them for good. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Like it's always part of it. Like it's yeah. always part of the like there's any day you wake up, nothing is going to go exactly as planned. It might not, you know, as you work on things and as you gain tools, um, you kind of can recognize you can shorten that reactionary window, I think, you know, yeah. um, but just to just to that, you know, the whole thing is like this stuff is totally normal and ex it's almost expected to have these things like to feel stuck, to be frustrated, to just be kind of in the swirl of chaos, you know, yeah. it's almost the expectation for it to be otherwise is where the suffering comes in. Right. You know, um, but that being said, it's interesting because you have that that's, you're going to, we're going to kind of go into some details about what you do because it's a unique thing and it would be easy to throw it in the trash with the shoes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it could be easy to say, to dismiss, you know, and because, I mean, this is the same thing where we're at with religion, uh, I think culturally, uh, and a lot of things that you can throw out the baby with the bathwater, right? Mm -hmm. Like we can say, well, that's, where's the science? Then I don't care. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and, fun fact, there is science. Well, I, I, I we can talk about that later. <laughs> we, we can go into that. But I mean, I think it would be, a lot of people probably would just assume there's not. Right. We're just, because it's not if, funded by people with all the money of things like pharmaceutical companies. Right. There's not pills that they can sell because a human can heal, help heal another human, mm -hmm. um, which really makes sense. Cause on a simple, like a, in a simple sense, when you are, you know, close to another person and or physically touching another person and you're like, Oh, you feel tense. I can help you work through this stuff. This doesn't seem as magical. It seems like, Oh, this is a, probably an inherent thing it's just people aren't doing it enough to recognize it as to where right. someone like you you know connected with that and maybe maybe this is this tool that you have is something that uh you know is accessible if people would just tune into it that's you know exactly I mean? right literally anybody could do what i do mm -hmm. you can do it for yourself you can do it for others Mm -hmm. everyone is getting psychic information and you know like actual energy from everywhere around them and they don't they aren't aware of it mm -hmm. so really step one of learning to do these things and learning to heal is awareness right learning to feel it yeah and i i like that too because i think there is some of those things that you do have control of mm -hmm. you know we and i i just I've been thinking about this a lot this week, so maybe that's why it's come up. But go on. I um, you know, our our lives are are mirrors of what we take in a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. So um who you're around, what you read, what you watch, the conversations you have, um, all these things matter. 
Yeah. Right. So, and when you say psychic energy, that just kind of reinforce adds another layer to that. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I watch, if I, we only do listen to murder podcasts, let's just say that. And boring. <laughs> right, well, if we do, if that's all you do. And then you walk around the world and every person you see kind of looks like a murderer to you now. Because it could be anybody. Right. Any and so, town, <laughs> right. So the, the point being, uh, sorry, my cat. <laughs> no, I, you know, I wanted to stop and just for the people who are, cause we do audio first, sometimes we'll do the video and I want people to know you weren't talking to me. Yeah, no, my cat's <laughs> in my lap and he was chewing on the cord and I, mm. I moved it and yeah. then he bit me. I wasn't chewing on anything just so you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, like, so when you say psychic, it just adds another layer to that, to like, to, okay, what you absorb consciously paints your world, yeah. but also what you absorb subconsciously and psychically and how, and whatnot. So let, since everyone knows what they're doing to themselves in terms of what's nutritious and what's not, what shows you're watching, what people you're talking to, yeah. let, what about psychic energy? So when you say that, I mean, it sounds cool, but it sounds kind of like phantom power. I don't know, like how, how can we talk about our, what's coming into our lives through psychic energy? So it is a lot like that phantom power, mm. right? So, so many of us are carrying around emotions that belong to other people. One I see a lot is like self-limiting beliefs that belong to other people. Um, and typically this is generational. But then there are people like me who are really empathic and I just pick up other people's feelings. Like I can walk into a room and I know what's the emotion sort of, you know, what, what the other person is feeling. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, that's interesting. Cause it's like, you know, you leave your room for the day, you leave your house for the day and you basically dive into a pool, you know what I mean? You jump in. You jump into the water and now you're just swimming around in, you know, just other being... people's goo. Well, yeah. I mean, that's an interesting pool image. <laughs> I don't know what pools are filled with other people's goo, but uh, yeah, no, you are, but you are, you are like, you're in it now. Like yeah. you're going to get hit with this stuff. And I mean, I feel it when I go into the office on Mondays or something and everybody's already set up with negative, you know, view, and then you can, you can feel it. And, you know, a lot of times I think people react to it immediately and they just jump in and they feel it too. And then they're like, oh, today does suck. And it's like, man, if you would have, and what I'm you say is that when you walk in, you recognize it. Like Mm -hmm. you say, oh, and that maybe one step off of you a little bit. Like you said, that awareness yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And even, even awareness of your own emotions can have a little bit of that detachment as well. And of course, that's what we talk about when we learn to meditate and all of that is kind of becoming an observer of our, well, what we're doing. Um, but it is good to have that awareness of what is yours and what's not yours. It makes it makes life a lot easier because I, I really just feel strongly that people don't understand all the things that they're picking up. Um, and you know, sometimes you'll walk outside your house and you'll be in a great mood. And then five minutes later, you just, I, why do I feel terrible all of a sudden? A lot of times it's because you've picked up something else. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense. And then, so, so that, you know, back to how, what practices do we do and what do we do yeah. to kind of get the goo off of us, get other people's <laughs> goo off of us. I hate that. I, I mean, <laughs> I feel, that feels anyway, and it, no, it's fine. It's good. Anyway, Don't call it goo, call it something else. Other yeah. people's. I want to see where you go with this. Feels. I don't know. Hmm. Just other people's okay. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. You know, they're they're taking their little lunch bag full of yeah. emotions, their own self-limiting beliefs, um, traumas, all of that stuff. Yeah. They keep and, it around. And yeah, they try and to share it with you. Right. And and they they're doing it unconsciously. This is not an act that is like malicious or anything. Right. This is just like people being people. Exactly. And they walk around and you know, and it it just kind of passes along. I would like the, and the generational aspect is really important too, I think. Um, mm -hmm. just because, you know, these aren't things that make you good or bad. These are things yeah. that you've learned and yeah. And, you know, just I don't know. Maybe talk about generational sure. stuff for a minute because I think that's super interesting. That's really poignant, especially right now because you know you and I are both millennials. So I really feel like our generation is the one that has started to be the cycle breaker for all these generational traumas that were inherited. So like it's it's like that old story of like. Um, you know, the boss yells at the dad at work and the dad comes home and yells at the mom and the mom yells at the kid and then the kid kicks the dog. Mm -hmm. But it happens like that through entire generations of people. And, and it's like a collective trauma that has snowballed since the beginning of civilization, really. And, and so, oh, I, no, you... No, I don't. I, I sometimes <laughs> I jump into spaces because I, you know what? I'll say this because we're friends. I'm probably like, like trying to assist, even though you don't need any assistance. This is like your, your expertise. Um, but yeah, so that I love that. That's the perfect example to, to, to exemplify what generational, what we pass on generationally and mm -hmm. how we can do it. Um, but then does, does it come to the individual then? Because if we're the millennials and this generation is shifting that, then in a similar sense, within that analogy, it would take just one person to break that chain, right? Exactly. So how do we break so, that chain? Well, for example, I don't have any children. That was step one for me. Number two, I think, is the awareness that that willingness to go within and change the beliefs on the inside and change the outlook on the inside. I sometimes feel like I am a completely different person than the person I was 10 years ago. Like I don't even recognize that person anymore mm -hmm. because you have to go in and it's, you know, there are so many different ways to do this work. There are a lot of roads to approach it. It's all going to get you closer to where you want to be. Right. So that could be things like mental health therapy. A lot of people start there. That's mm -hmm. things like nutrition for your body and mind. So consuming the type of media that you want, um, consuming the type of food that you want, drinking enough water, taking care of the body, exercising, all of that stuff. But then that other piece of it 
besides the mind, besides the body, of course, is the spirit. And then we, you can go in and um, develop your awareness. A lot of people do this through meditation. And there are so many hundreds of ways to get there. There are so many different ways that you can approach meditation. And I, I feel that a lot of people think it's just one way. You sit quietly and that's it. You turn your mind off. You don't want to do that either. You want to, you want to observe what your mind is doing. Mm -hmm. That's the distinction. You don't have to shut anything off. Right. Because that's, that's why people quit. Fear. Exactly. Yeah. They say, well, I can't meditate because it's, my mind is too busy. And it's and like I'm that. Like, okay. Well, have you ever cooked a meal? Have you ever played an instrument? That's meditation. Right. God yeah. Your pal. <laughs> right. Like meditative action. Exactly. As meditation. And it's, and it's interesting because, uh, it's, yeah, it's very available, um, in, like you said, everyday activities, mm -hmm. um, especially sensory ones. Like you said, washing yes. dishes, then you have the smell of the soap, you have the warmth of the water, you have the smoothness of the dish or, you know, any of those things that if you focus on those can bring you kind of into a, into that moment, which is then becomes a meditative practice. But I will say yeah. it's interesting too, because a lot of people, when they say, I just, this just came up in at Vedanta this morning at the, at the temple this morning, because they talked about meditation and they said, you know, a lot of times they'll see, see us with our eyes closed and being quiet. And they think, oh man, they're, they're calm and tranquil, but inside you're in a full on fist fight. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's kind of part of it too. Like yeah. there's, it's not, it's not necessarily intended to be easy. The outcome might bring you to calmer spaces than you're normally in. And yeah. then what happens is those ones are scary because you're used to the chaos. Right. So like if, if your house is always trembling and then it stops, you panic, Right. you know what I mean? So like we're used to trembling all the time. So we're used to the the traumas and the feeling of fight or flight and all this stuff. Yes. So sometimes it's, you know, it, it, there's a lot of reasons not to do it, but I like that you pointed out that, you know, there, there are ways to get into a flow state and that kind of flow state is the same thing. Like you're, yeah. you're not, you're, you're just turning the volume down on some of the internal stuff. You're not turning it off. Exactly. You know, I mean, there, I, I do believe there's probably um, levels to which, you know, very enlightened beings have gotten to, you know, the Buddha and Jesus and these people who, or whatever, like can get to a point where they are on a plane that is right. uh, above maybe our normal thought patterns. But um, for us, regular jobs and shoes and all that kind of things, <laughs> like we have to, we have to recognize that it is more than than just sitting on the pillow. I mean, the whole thing about that is like sitting on the pillow is the practice to which mm -hmm. you put into use in regular life. Right, exactly. That's why it's called a practice, you know what I mean? So that and when the chaos comes again, because right. it will, you're right. prepared for it and you can handle it and you're going in clearly and in flow to pull the threads of everything that you want. Right, and, and even stuff that i mean it's not even always what you want either you know what i mean it can just be being able to recognize that there there are things that benefit you even in the things that you didn't want to happen 
you know? Yeah. That's another thing. (laughs) Oh yeah. 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 I mean that, yeah, I, it's, I don't know. This sounded like it triggered something for you. So I kind of want you to go into it a little bit. I mean, this is a little bit of what I do in my practice Mm -hmm. because, you know, we often talk about like, you know, your vibration attracts all the things that are going on and all the things that are in your life. Right. I feel like that's not necessarily exactly true because I think I'm getting ahead of myself again. (laughs) That's okay. We just bounce around. Go with it. Um, Bad things are going to happen. That's just human nature. That's, that's what happens in the world. That is part of why we have to do the healing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And no matter how kind of enlightened you get, your bad stuff's always going to happen. And I forgot your question, but... Oh, I don't remember it either. Just keep going. Yeah. You know, the healing work truly is just how we manage it afterward. Mm-hmm. It's how how we move through it and how we allow it to move us. So, right. you know, lessons that you learn from it could could be, you know, well, I'm not going to do that again. It could be, you know, just learning how to cope with stress better. It could be making you softer and kinder as a whole. Right. I think that's right. I mean, yeah. I mean, because all what I'm hearing is it's kind of this, this distinction between reacting and responding. Right. So, so, you know, you, you start to learn to respond to things rather than react, you know, and all the differences in my, my little definition is that the, the, the window of time is different mm-hmm. reaction. There's it happens, you yeah. feel it and you go, Yeah, you know, and sometimes then there's a reason we evolve with fight or flight because sometimes that is the case. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, um, a lot of times it doesn't need to be that in the window of, of, of time that it takes from the, the thing that happens and we can't fight that the things happen. Yeah. So now, um, we get the feeling that happens. We are, we are chemically, um, built to respond or like react to have the feeling. Okay. So we have the feeling and not only, I mean, this, like you said, this is generational, this is experience-based. So like maybe you got sideswiped in your car. Now, when anyone gets over without their blinker, you panic. And of course you do. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you? Because you have this experience that was very negative and scary. Yeah. Um, but what the difference between reacting is responding is you feel it. And do you act on that feeling immediately? Or do you, you spread that window to where it's maybe one breath away or 10 or, and it doesn't have to be literal breaths, but that is almost what we're working towards because right. our brain lies to us so much. Yeah. Like so much. I, you can't I, trust that guy. <laughs> no, no, it's not even you. That's the thing. Like, yeah. it's really not, you're not your thoughts. And we've heard that before, but if, you know, and I, if we asked how true all of our thoughts were, I guarantee you wouldn't say they were true outside of your emotional response you know what i mean right. like in the moment yeah they're all true but like when i sometimes i mean i'm sure everyone hates me like 90 percent of the time 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I leave the temp, the Vedanta temple. I said, I didn't say anything. I have said one sentence to three people today. And I, I thought about it. Like, I was like, that was stupid. <laughs> like they hate you. You should have stayed quiet. Um, and then I, if I asked myself, was that, is that true? Do they hate me? I'm like, probably not. Absolutely I, not. Two of them didn't know my name. You know what I mean? <laughs> like one of them was a, I've never even seen before. So the, that, that, you know, adding whatever practice it is, even if it is logic based, like, is, was that true? Like, you know, I'm disgusting. It was, is that true? Well, I guess it depends. Not really. You know what I mean? Whatever it is, whatever the thought is. And so creating space with practices like meditation right. or anything that builds your awareness of yourself. That's exactly uh, it. That's the awareness piece. Right. And it's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's interesting because it doesn't save you from the reactions because you still have them, but you said something I like, which was, um, I don't remember how you said it, but you said that basically it, it impacts how you like, if I react, how I treat myself after, like how I respond to my own reaction. Right. Yeah, exactly. So sometimes, you know, sometimes your reaction will win every once in a while it gets the better of you. We all go through that. That's again, part of the human experience, but being kind to yourself after makes a huge difference in how you react in the future. Mm. Yeah. So that's like nurturing your inner child almost like, it's okay. You made a mistake. Let's go have an ice cream about it. Everything's right. going to be fine. It doesn't change anything about who you are as a person. It doesn't mean that anybody hates you. And it's funny because this is how we talk to other people, right? right. So often we are eternally forgiving. We are very understanding just as a species. That's part of our nature. Why don't we offer ourselves the same kindness? I, honestly, that was one of the biggest shifts for me. It, you know how as you as you learn about this stuff and you explore yourself, whether it's self-help or religion or spirituality or whatever version you want to use, uh, that was such a big thing for me because it was, um, it was, would you, like, if, would you let someone talk to someone you love the way you talked? Exactly. You know, what? like if, if someone came up to me and was like, Hey, uh, everyone hates your niece and thinks she's disgusting. I'd be like, no, like that. <laughs> you don't get to say that, but I'll say no it about way. myself all day long. You know, I'll just yeah. go un unchecked, just saying that kind of stuff about myself. And that was a, that was a big, that was one that I like to try to remember. Like would I, but see your brain is so good. It will come up with new ways of, of well, it's been in the driver's seat all this time Been in the driver's seat. Right. That's, I think that's part of breaking the generational curse too, is hmm. not allowing our brains to be in the driver's seat all the time right. and allowing ourselves to be more heart-centered, to you feel know, our feelings. Okay. Yeah. That's a huge one. Yeah. Instead well, of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Invalidating. There we go. Mm. Right. Yeah. Because if you don't feel them, you're almost inherently invalidating. You're not giving them space. Exactly. You're not giving them oxygen to kind of breathe. And if a, you know, if a kid's crying, you don't just tell them to shut up. 
you have to well, say well maybe why. not your parents <laughs> well okay well no they didn't so they they were good um but in that sense you know how why what's wrong like questions so you had to give it space give it oxygen mm -hmm. what i really like about what you just said about i like the driver's seat analogy because we, we hear that in different forms but when you say don't let your mind be in the driver's seat all the time i can hear a lot of my pure atheist science-based friends like wanting to punch you in the face <laughs> and because there is a time for that to be in the driver's seat you know oh, this sure. is when you're problem solving right your problem yeah. is why we have that's why we're on zoom that's why we have the phantom yeah. power this is like all that's the right. things are very good but the key thing that you said that i like is you said all the time and it made yeah. me think oh so if life is a road trip one person doesn't drive for 24 hours straight exactly Let it'll heart... exhaust you right you'll crash and die yes yeah, and that's so... exactly what we're doing with our brains being in the driver's seat all the time that's aha right right yeah because <laughs> your brain you know and even if we are saying okay the mind the or the brain is 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 our is the best driver if you think that that's fine i don't yeah. i don't mind that point of view but the brain without a break like you said is not the best driver anymore right. now he's struggling yeah know, and, and we have chronic stress yeah and because we're like we said before we're used to the stress we we are mm -hmm. almost we're almost addicted to it we are addicted, addicted to it it is an it is an epidemic right tell you yeah addicted to chaos which yeah. is a megadeth song and i'm sure we'll talk about <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about metal at some point but that is a very good megadeth song but yeah um it's it's all i mean it's all there but it's not something we're taught you know and it's not something we talk about and it's not something and it's so hard too and right. it's it's just hard like it's just hard so like so we talked about meditation and we we've kind of talked about uh you know some of the things well let's let's go back to some of like the reiki and the stuff like that because i'm oh, curious because yes. i've never done that you know what? right i know i've never done that um and well, i need to drive to your house and give you a session you know i'll do it yeah and i think you know what i i end up in your uh part of the country every once in a while so it's maybe happening. we'll yeah maybe we'll do that <laughs> but um my point is is i'm curious have you ever had people come in like full-on skeptics yes i want to hear something i want to hear about that like do you have okay. an example of like yeah someone came in that I was just like this is stupid you know and then how did yeah. they react so i had someone come to me uh, a young i think she was maybe about 16 or 17 i think mm -hmm. and i okay. was vending at like a market and so I was just like taking people off a sign-up sheet, right? And I was busy all day long. And this young girl comes up. She's next on my sign-up sheet. She said, I don't know what any of this is. I've never had it done before. I don't know if I believe in any of it, but I, I want to kind of see what it's even about, right? With no other information to go on. I gave her a quick, you know, I was doing, I think 20 minute sessions that day, I just gave her a quick 20 minute session. And at the end of it, she sat up and she said, you know, I have chronic pain and I am not in pain right now. Wow. That's pretty powerful. So it's, it, it was amazing. And it really validated, I think what I was doing, but it also is nice to know that 
even if you don't believe in it, it still works. Right. You know, and I, I realized as we dove into that story that we didn't even explain exactly what it is. <laughs> So uh, let's real quick. I I don't even have a working definition and I guarantee some people listening are going to be like, okay, they just didn't just glossed over that. So go ahead and give us just a definition. So we know what we have context for that story. I I sometimes feel like everybody already knows what it is. So I sometimes Mm -hmm. forget, but um, basically when you're doing, it's the idea, not the idea, but it's, um, we are all energy fields vibrating at a solid frequency, right? So you are not only made of matter, but you are made of energy. And doing any kind of energy work is focused on creating flow in that energetic space. So whether that is um, by, you know, some people might call it like your aura. Um, but you know, your, your solid, your solid piece is energy and then everything around you, you know, extending outward for feet and feet is energy as well. Um, so Reiki in particular is connecting to like the divine source of energy. That's the source of energy that kind of we're all made of and all come from. And um, channeling that and then giving it to somebody else. So Mm -hmm. like the way I visualize it is that it's coming through the top of my head and then it fills up my entire field. And then I'm so overflowing with it that it then comes out of my hands so I can give it to us, somebody else. Mm -hmm. And that will, you know, remove stuff, other people's stuff or your stuff that has accumulated that's a good thing that we can talk about in a minute. Okay. Um, and removes, you know, anything that shouldn't be there, gets everything kind of into flow. And um, yeah, just really helps everybody feel better. Well, so, mm-hmm. I, and I, sometimes I do this when I have a guest on, I like kind of recap yeah. Or like, because, because of this is not, so I, like I said, I didn't have a working definition. So then I, okay. I'll kind of say, okay, this is what I'm hearing and see if so, this makes so sense. So Reiki, the Japanese word mm-hmm. literally translates into life energy. Okay. And it's what, key and chi mean the same thing, if that helps. Got it. Okay. That does. And what, what's, what I, what I hear is um, basically, and this will work on your accumulation point you want to make. So keep that in your head. Um, if, if we're energy and any, even the stuff in our body is constantly moving, you know, mm-hmm. our organs, our, our blood, like all the cells and stuff. And so if everything stopped, we'd have a problem. We need movement, right? right? So if we are, if we do have vibrations outside of our body energy, obviously that needs movement, right? Yeah. Like sometimes if I sit in meditation, I'll picture, sometimes I'll picture like a particular, um, you know, maybe a, a person or t- religious symbol or something pouring like a jug into my top of my head. Yeah. And what it's doing is it just like if you had a dirty cup and you pour clean water in little by little, it gets this, this stuff off. And then, the, then the dirty stuff overflows out and yeah. then eventually it's clean water again, yeah. you know? And so I kind of, th- that's what I picture when you were talking is like, okay, if, if we need movement, 
we need energy and the soap and water would be the person who has kind of accessed their clean energy in a way and so we just got to get things kind of moving almost it kind of feels like that like you would need some assistance in in in, you know just the movement i feel like the energy like if it gets stuck or if you feel stuck that that's kind of the what i pictured when you were talking i don't know if that's way off base or not no, that's exactly it. Um, okay, when cool. when you accumulate too much of something that you don't need to be holding on to, it manifests as like a stuck. And I, I get really different visuals depending on the person that I'm working with, but um, it, it just, it gets stuck. It accumulates, it's stagnant. It's like thicker feeling, I guess. Mm, right. Um, and what that's doing then is blocking flow in that area. So right. what's going to happen is that you've got this stuckness right out in your energy field. And if you don't address it, if you don't consciously work to be aware of it and to kind of clear it out, then that is going to accumulate in the body. And then mm-hmm. we get disease, mm-hmm. dis-ease. Right. right? So, um, you know, People that have some problems um, expressing themselves might then develop a thyroid problem, for example. Mm. Um, People who carry a lot of anger around with them might develop a liver problem. It's It's all part of it. Everything that we experience in the physical body manifests in the energy field first. Well, and to put it like simply, it because i because it's not a known and well promoted practice um i feel that comes with skepticism as it should we should be skeptic of you know we should look into things and figure out skeptical at first right totally but um i kind of lost my train of thought when i said that point but um what did you just say oh Uh, man i I might have Everything. really lost it. Yeah, try. <laughs> give it give it to me. Experience physically manifest in the energy field first. Oh, it's like right there. Uh oh yeah. So the just there it is. Okay. Um the the idea that your feelings and your body and your body and your mind are separate is silliness. Right. Yeah. So like if we put it in a simple way, if I if you're nervous, how do you know you're nervous? You know, you feel it in your body. You say, right. well, oh, I, I, my stomach is upset. Or okay, but who's I, watching that, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we could go the, yeah, you can, you're the witness, of course. And that's, that's the next kind of way to, to look at that. But at the same time, yeah, just in a basic, just to say, okay, well, I don't think, you know, energy fields, this sounds, you know, whatever, or stuff stuck in our bodies because I'm angry. That's stupid, which is a thing an angry person would say is, the the body mind connection is very real mm-hmm. in that sense and, and and our bodies give us kind of alarm systems right right you know i start to blush or i start to sweat when i'm embarrassed it's probably something saying oh no we're going to be ridiculed let's get out of here it's telling me something it's giving right. me information mm-hmm. if nothing else our body just is giving us information exactly. it our stomach grumbles or rumbles or whatever word i added i don't know what but it's telling us we're hungry, you know, so right. we can act. And so why, why do we 
you know, to, to stop it at that point and say, well, yeah, our body talks to us, but pain isn't that. Well, maybe, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, it's, and this is, you know, it's, it's interesting because if we go to a a masseuse and they say, oh, you're having a lot of tension in your shoulder, you're holding a lot of tension in your Mm -hmm. shoulders. That's a reasonable thing because we've heard it a bunch, but why it's almost exactly what you're saying. Right. Um, And especially emotions tend to get stored in the body in that way. Right. So how do we release emotions? Okay. I want you to this but i think i i think it's that how do we how do we release them it depends on the emotion because Hmm. um different emotions sometimes call for a different type of release like Mm -hmm. if i'm sad i'm gonna cry and then i'm gonna cry and i'm gonna cry and 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 cry until i physically cannot cry anymore and then i'll feel better right Mm -hmm. Right. But then there's that next piece of it where after the storm is over, you have to learn to cultivate the awareness so that you can watch these emotions without becoming so identified as the emotion that you hold it. Mm-hmm. So one is step one is healthy expression of the emotion, saying exactly how you feel, being honest about it. Um, journaling is another great way to do that. Right. Cause you're um, being honest about, it doesn't mean you're telling everyone in the world. You don't have exactly. to confront every, you just can, you don't have to, to say yourself. anything to anyone. You can just right. journal it. You can even say it out loud to yourself if you want to. I talk right. to my cats all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, then, you know, and, and you could do something physical, like, you know, go for a walk or a run, do some yoga, um, just really, getting comfortable with allowing yourself to feel and express the emotion in a healthy way and then learning to cultivate the awareness of it so that you aren't holding it forever. Right. That's the release. Yeah. And there's one thing you said in there that I, that I liked, um, which is just the idea of not identifying as the emotion um, because, and I, this, Last, my last episode because the woman um, Anya Lincoln if you haven't listened she's awesome too but she has a book called I am mm. the the but just those two words are so severe and so significant yes. that w- when which is why if I say I am sad mm-hmm. no you're feeling sad exactly big big difference because Huge. I am sad send and if you say that a lot mm-hmm. then you start to kind of just pers- you, you actually will act in the way that in your brain will act. I am sad. No, you are feeling. And, right. and this is, I think the first step is the wording. Like if you can't yeah. take anything away from, well, I don't know what be fairness stuff. Like <laughs> that's so hard. It's so lofty, yeah. but just the words, the words, I feel sick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, I, I ain't sick. It's, it's a whole different thing, you know? And I, I mean, not to, I mean, sick is a harder thing, but, but like emotions, I slipped into something else, but we're talking about emotion. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I am, but not your experience. You're not your feelings, but you mm-hmm. are experiencing your feelings. And that's, that's perfect to say, yeah. like say that all day, but right. just I am blank because that has so much power um 
But what I wanted to say also is, and this is what the segue I got excited about is, um, you know, journaling, talking to cats, uh, therapy, all these ways of uh, whatever. But one that I think me and you can agree on um, is music yeah. can be a very good access point inward and it can yes. be a very good outlet for those emotions. Yes. And that's uh, which, why they say that people who listen to metal are not angry because that mm, is the way that we express our anger. Which is really interesting because uh, a lot of the metal I listen to is not very angry anymore. You know, I listen to that yeah. flowery power metal stuff. So, well, you've got uh, less that you're holding on to that you need to release. But I still have That's those five awesome. perfect Pantera albums for those those times. <laughs> but <laughs> because when we, I, I do want to talk a little bit about how we met. Yeah. Um, but I want to jump ahead to say, like, we met. Cool. We, I think, felt pretty connected right away. Oh, definitely. Like, I, I love, I, I think about this now, especially since I started exploring myself as honestly as I can, and you can call it spiritual, whatever. Um, I feel like I keep collecting people that are like, oh, this one is, this one is like immediate. Like this yes. one fits, this one fits perfectly. That's what and happens. You are definitely one of the those few that I've found. But um, to, to my fast forwarding point is one of the first things we did was make a playlist, <laughs> <laughs> like a, a, a shared playlist of just like songs that have been a part of our kind of spiritual and self exploration yeah. journey. Yeah. Which uh, first of all, I will share that <laughs> uh, on this. Uh, I don't know if we have it public or not, but we will make it public. <laughs> Uh, I think it might be. Okay, cool. I'm going to pull it up right now. Yeah, because I I think music definitely, while you're pulling that up, can be such a, like I said, good access point and outlet for feelings. You know, it can help mm. you help you word things that maybe you couldn't word. And, you know, if you're not a person who likes to journal, shoot, if I just had this thought, if you have a lyric that for some reason makes you cry, makes you feel something, connects with you, if you don't journal thing that you know what I mean you could do it you could sing along you could write yes. out you can like dig into it but it's giving you oh, this I want to say something about that okay go ahead because that's why things like mantras are effective right mm -hmm. you have to think about the collective voices that have been adding intention and power to it and you can do that when you're singing along with your favorite songs right and that is so powerful. That right. moves the message, that releases the emotion, mm -hmm. and that amplifies all of the things that you're feeling. And yeah. Oh, yeah. That. yeah. That's why there <laughs> are so many songs I can't even like get through singing without just breaking down into tears. And I think that's such a gift too, yes. because I think there are certain reactions, bodily response, crying and laughing, being two of them which um indicate that you heard something that you believe is true some truth mm. in you. it's an indicator yes. of your personal truth so if i make a joke and you laugh it's because somehow like it connects it makes sense to you like it's it it landed because it has some truth in there and if right. i hear a lyric if i hear a lyric yeah that that feels that hits my 
means, oh, there's something there. And I actually had another, I'm going to reference another podcast guest, Andrew Lang. He he told me at one point, I don't think, I think it was in the podcast. It might've been after, but yeah, if you have a lyric that makes you cry, spend some time with it, like sit with it and like figure out what it's trying, like, what is it about that? That is, and it's probably going to cultivate, you know? Yes, definitely. Um, I think that's a great tool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, music, and it doesn't. Yeah, so it doesn't always have to be these, these, um, meditation. And I mean, all these things are helpful. But yeah, there's other access points mm-hmm. into yourself. Um, but so, and we'll get. We, we can keep talking a little bit about that through uh, through the story of how we met because it is music related and <laughs> it's also music and spiritual related. I'll tell my version of it and you can jump in whenever you'd <laughs> like. But so we were at Prague Power, the nerdiest, maybe one of the nerdiest metal festivals. Oh, Dallas. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> progressive and power metal festival in Atlanta. And, um, you know, and I think we've both been going for quite a while neither it wasn't either of our first times no I've been going for like I think the first one I went to was maybe 2016 right okay sounds right so yeah why whatever year Devin Townsend played a set with Annika Van Gersbergen is the first year I went and speaking of crying during music I was just wrecked for that whole set okay so (laughs) your answer it's funny I forgot that I was gonna I was, I wanted to hear about some sets that have emotionally impacted you. Okay. And so that is, you answered it already, but I will say that, did you, okay, we'll just go off because this is on our public or our playlist. Did you see Anathema when they played Prague Power? No, because I think that was maybe 2014. I have seen Anathema and it was- did you see? It was before I was really like a huge fan that really took a deep dive and I just knew that I liked them. Um, they mm-hmm. were touring with Alsace, actually, who I really oh, love. Okay, right. And um, but even not being as familiar, and this is, I think might have been on the Weather Systems tour. Mm. Maybe it was after that. Either it doesn't way, matter. Yeah, it was. It was so profound, and I I felt. You know, you see a band and it's it's good, right? Mm-hmm. You'll see a band and it's like, oh, they're playing really well. They're really technically proficient. But there is mm-hmm. something about Anathema in particular, you know, along with a lot of these other bands that we can probably talk about, but mm-hmm. they are tapped into something mm-hmm. that they bring forth on the stage. And it, yeah. it becomes a profoundly moving experience. Yeah. I, the artists I look for. I will say that I, I've seen them. I've seen them well three times because they did an acoustic set at that same Prague power so like yes. yeah so like um <laughs> i i got to see them t- twice that weekend but the Prague experience was interesting because they were so intense like yeah. for a, for a band that you know sings about all this stuff that we're talking about they were feeling all of the feelings yeah on stage to the point where like you know how when you're in elementary school and like the teacher yells and everyone's like tense because yeah. like you're not they're the adults and they're feeling all these big feelings and I don't know how to hold those big feelings. Yeah. Anathema filled the whole room up with big feelings. Right. And like, exactly. To the point where like I felt like at one point I was like they they were playing Distant Satellites, that's the title track off that album. And there's a, the end part they bring out like a Tom for the singer to, to do this rhythm at the end. 
and I, he was hitting it so hard, the stick broke and he threw it up oh, and, and he was just so, and he just storms off the stage. And I was just like, is he mad at us? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. And, you know, and I, another, the other time I saw them, and this is going to sound like bragging because it's bragging. Uh, yeah, but... I, I saw them at Be Prague, my friend in Barcelona. That's right. Uh, yeah. And they played while so they the the prog my friend was in like a area of barcelona that was uh it's a historical site so it's all old buildings and they played right in the middle and it's an open air thing so they played when the sun was still up but in their set the sun like went down behind them and i remember like seagulls flying over them and they're playing and you know the beginning of the show is all light and then the the sunset and i remember looking around and seeing countless men adult men weeping you know for this exact thing that that we're talking about it gave them there was some truth there there was some thing that felt real to them and it 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 would it kind of uh opened the the seal on their emotions i love that you know that uh, happens every year at fire in the mountains too i think <laughs> okay yeah i i don't know much about that one it's another festival that mm-hmm. i go to it's yeah amazing yeah who what kind of stuff is at that festival we're just going it's, off on whatever yeah now. it's a lot of like atmospheric black metal which is like mm, my main jam that's your thing yeah yeah, yeah. and so yeah. but it it's out in the Grand Tetons in mm-hmm. the Wyoming Rockies. And it is the most beautiful place you'll ever see in your life. Wow. And I remember during one set, I think it was Ruins of Beverest. Okay. And Beverest, you know, it's, it's the Bifrost, which is the okay. Rainbow Bridge Viking Norse God things, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so Ruins of Beverest was on. It's a hot, sunny day. It's the middle of summer. And then all of a sudden, this cold wind just starts blasting through right and and there's people running on the stage to like hold down instruments and all of a sudden it just starts raining really hard and it's just torrential and like crazy for about five minutes and then it stops and the wind stops and there's this glorious double rainbow across the sky and then a bald eagle's flying in the background Mm -hmm. wow (laughs) it was amazing right and and that's that's what's so interesting is uh i mean that has a lot of extra elements i mean that's a that's a special experience i mean that's but just giving you you know the these experiences with music with you could go with any art but we're going to talk about music um gives us access into ourselves in a way that regular life situations sometimes don't because Mm -hmm. art inherently at at its best comes from honesty comes from some truth and even if that truth is not like sometimes it can come from ego and can come from anger and stuff like that but those are still some level of truth to that person and that's why Mm -hmm. they mirror in other people but we okay so we let's go back to our meeting yeah we met at Prague power i was working uh at the merch booth table and uh, weirdly, we had never seen each other in the years that I've been going since. I don't hang out in the merch room a lot Five. because I don't really buy anything. Yeah, well, the merch room used to be—I don't know if we're, it used to be a thing. Like it was yeah. just packed, but now it's a little bit less. That I hide in the merch room most of the time now because I just <laughs> like I just go to hang out with my friend Rob and and that's and then see a couple bands. Yeah, uh, but 
it's uh it, it, we we met i don't i remember you had a dying fetus shirt on yeah and i had i think a suffocation shirt on and no, so you it, didn't. It, what was it then no you had your temple shirt on no that was day two that was on saturday because yes yes because our first conversation was kind of short okay and here i'm gonna let me give you i'm gonna lay it out and this is not this is not for anyone else we're just documenting our 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 relationship so i had a suffocation shirt on i believe it was a death metal shirt i'm pretty sure it was suffocation because we the first conversation we had you had said you had just seen suffocation and i had just or someone and I had was, just, yeah, because they played Maryland Death Fest, I think. Right. And yeah. I had, I, I don't know. I think they're always just hanging out at Maryland Death Fest. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So, but I, you were wearing the Dying Fetus shirt. And first of all, I didn't know we were ever going to talk again. So <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you now that I was a little bit in like customer service mode. Yeah. That's like okay. I, and I might have lied to you a tiny bit. What? <laughs> yeah. Our relationship started on a lie. Um, <laughs> I well, I didn't talk anymore. I didn't lie. I just omitted a little bit. I had went to the dying fetus show a couple days before or recently because okay. okay. you were like, I just saw them. And I was like, I just went to their show. I left before fetus played. <gasps> so I went and saw Undeath and Frozen Soul and I and I went to bed early. Frozen Soul. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I've seen dying fetus. So I was me and my friend were like, we get to leave by 830 and we yeah. like went and saw the bands we hadn't seen and when we we booked okay, we're it. both in uh, our late 30s i think that yeah, we can agree so, that it's really good to just that, leave a show early and go home so i said i went to the show i didn't i kind of let you believe that i just watched dying fetus and i had That's not okay you've seen so, them it's fine yeah so i did see them i yeah but um anyway so we connected a little bit over being the people who are wearing death metal shirts at a power metal show <laughs> that was first and then the next day, and the, I mean, I don't know if the conversation probably went a little bit further than that, but the next day I was wearing my Kali Mandir shirt. Yeah. And you came up and you're like, what's the shirt today? And I remember being like, oh, well, I just blew it because I don't have like a cool, I'm not even wearing a band. I'm wearing a, a Kali temple shirt. Um, and I mentioned it. I said, well, it's not really a band. It's the, it's this Kali temple in California. And then you were like, oh, well. <laughs> I, I had a vision of Kali once. Right. <laughs> Actually, she's visited me again, I think, since last really? we talked. But um, wow. Yeah. I remember telling you that I had had an ayahuasca ceremony in which she was a key player. <laughs> mm, right. And that was that was it, I think. That was like, yes. oh, this is this this just this went from like, okay, you know, we can talk death metal at a power metal show. And then I was like, oh, this is, this is this someone is I want real. to, yeah, this is someone that I want to keep talking to. Um, and, but it was, yeah, it was, it was so cool to be able to know, like connect with someone based on the spiritual path I'm on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it, you know, I, I went to California to, one of the main reasons was to visit that Kali temple because I had just read this book on Kali and felt this connection with her. And I mean, she's all over my wall. You can't see it now, but just, there's like three of her up there. Great. Um, but 
yeah once you said that it was just yeah it was it was set from there so <laughs> it was just such a cool thing i just see that's why i said earlier like i logged you in one of those like immediate connection yeah people there's something there's something between certain people where you know okay this is a real thing yeah so. it's it's like you know your soul looks at their soul it's like i recognize you yeah We've done this which, before which is so you know what's interesting about that um is that i think we've been a mirror for each other through text messages a handful of times 100%. and it's always it's always in the dark chaotic stuff mm-hmm. you know what i mean like for some reason i'll message you and be like i'm gonna quit my whole like i'm quitting everything this is all bad whatever or you can message me at those same points and be like mm-hmm. nothing make it's all falling apart yeah and like for some reason neither of us have been falling apart at the same time right and no i think that's why we get along so well is mm-hmm. because i think we're supposed to be that hand up like it's like we're climbing the same ladder and there are places where it gets too narrow to go two across and so right. one of us has to go first and pull the other one up that's right. how that's i feel a, that's a really good analogy and it's yeah. uh and it's cool too because it's because and this could work for anybody you know for people who 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 struggle which every um allowing someone else to struggle is fine you know what i mean like you don't have fixed in the moment just for me to say i don't know if i should do any of i should quit everything and just being like okay i hear you and this 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 and this you know because i will notice a lot of times if i want to quit everything i will message people or quit you know what i mean like i i'll mess who are not gonna be like yeah you should why not quit everything (laughs) Like, I'm not like, I want someone to convince me. I want someone to lift me up essentially. Exactly. Or else you right. wouldn't reach out. Right. Yeah. So, um, I think, you know, and that's something people can, you know, I, I'm kind of turning this. I'm like, are we even talking about anything that people can relate to? But I think yes. we are. <laughs> yeah, yes. I think we are this just is, through, is... yeah, through our experience, um, mm-hmm. which probably mirrors a lot of other people's yes. experiences. Um, so we've went a little bit over an hour so we can kind of start wrapping up but uh you did mention Devin Townsend being one of the emotional experiences for you with music anathema are there any other ones? any other like special and you told me that one but probably probably a couple more is there anything else oh that jumps out I feel like there's so many mm-hmm. um wow I mean you already but, gave me a couple so yeah. I mean, I'm really into like Bjork. Mm. Have you seen really Bjork? Magical. No, but yeah, I, I, don't, will I don't know if explode. Yeah. Well, Bjork is the first song on our playlist. Yep. All is full of love. That is yeah. the ultimate, I think, spiritual anthem. If you ask you me. You know what? I think here's here's what I'm gonna tell. If anyone listens this far, which they will, <laughs> and they go to this playlist, I would say that Bjork song. The first track on there paired with Alanis Morissette's That I Will Be Good. Ugh. I think those two songs are enough to, yeah. to fix the world. You <laughs> know, I would agree with you there. Mm-hmm. It's it's because both of those things are all about recognizing the divine and the love in everything and everyone around you. Mm-hmm. And also 
accepting and cultivating that love within yourself. Yeah. Even though you may feel a lot of big feelings. Right. It's the big feelings that make you love harder. Right. And that, you know, Bjork kind of has this kind of more zoomed out version of it where it's like, hey, things aren't going to go exactly the way you think, but it is all love. It all it's yeah. all there. And Alanis kind of gets in the weeds a little bit. That's why it almost they compliment. I never thought of yes. this, but they kind of compliment each other because Alanis will be like, I'm going to list off all the bad things that could happen in your life. And many of them will. And you're okay. Yeah. Like you're beautiful all the just things. the way you are. And it's so, yeah, that's those two songs. If you do none of yeah. the songs on that playlist, those are the two songs. <laughs> those you are know, the two. So since we've been about an hour, I want, uh, I usually close with the same couple questions um one being you know i started the podcast i don't know why i did it but like a lot of it was to share things valuable conversations whether it's a practice a song a movie anything like that um if you were to make a suggestion to people to say hey this thing kind of works for me you should try it what would your suggestion be a couple things if a couple be whatever you'd like no pressure um gosh i feel like just practicing radical kindness Mm. like chaotic kindness has made a huge difference for me because if i can be kind to everything around me i can be kinder to myself Mm, right and also not to take things too seriously and to just try and find the humor in it because like you said earlier, laughter is very healing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of stuff is just pretty funny. <laughs> right. No, I, yeah. I've said this for a long time. I genuinely think silliness is next to godliness. I agree. Like, that's the thing. Like That's another reason we're friends, I think. Yeah. And, I, you know, it's weird because we spend so much time like talking, like talking to each other, like scared <laughs> <laughs> that like the bits get blocked out by the vulnerability, which but it's honestly, because if we think about it, the the only people you can be silly with are the ones you feel safe around. And totally. when you feel safe, then you that, can be vulnerable. Right. And if I mean, I don't know what's more vulnerable than being silly, you know? Yeah, it's I mean, it's it's hard to to do all the time. But if you find people that, yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think those are really good. And uh, there's actually, I'll, I'll piggyback on that. If someone needs like a harder version, it's, uh, you know, are you familiar with Tara Brock? Uh, Buddhist uh, kind of author. Um, I don't think so. Okay. So she has a book called uh, Radical Compassion. I love That's that. That's really good. She has a book called Radical Acceptance as well, but she has one called Radical Compassion and it kind of leans into out there thinking, I like what she said. What do I do? Yeah. Um, Tara Brock's radical compassion is, uh, is a good start to exactly what you were talking about. Great. Yeah. I love that. You know, that radical anything, especially radical kindness, radical compassion, all that stuff mm-hmm. is a really, um, putting some force behind these softer things. Cause right. you know, those are useful. Um, it is a very brave act to just be kind and be soft and be open. Very right. brave. So yeah, I it have, feels like a radical act. Yeah, it is. I have a shirt that says, uh, 
stay soft, stay brave or something like that. And I've had so many people come up to me and be like, I don't get it. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I think that's how Brene Brown sends off her podcast as well. Oh, really? Okay. about stay, oh, stay awkward, brave and kind. That's what she says. And I I like that. I love that. I really like that. I've never listened to her podcast, but that's really wonderful. I don't know if you've ever read any of her books, but I actually want to recommend that to all the listeners as well Mm -hmm. that have never read any of her books. Brene Brown. Okay. She has a very, like she's, she's a researcher. And so she talks in kind of a very like science backed way but also really accessible to people who aren't exposed to a lot of this spiritual type of stuff right so she provides like a really like a regular person's way of understanding the openness and the vulnerability and all of that stuff so yeah any anything she's ever written I've read almost all of her books okay highly recommend yeah and she's a pretty household i mean not household but she's a big name so yes. you could probably mm-hmm. find her stuff pretty easily like at it's barnes everywhere. and noble or something yeah i listen um, to him on audible because she reads oh, okay. most of them oh she reads them that's yeah. that's a cool little perk when you're yeah. when the author actually reads it that's cool um so i'm gonna because you're my friend and i'm not your time piggyback onto our earlier conversations <laughs> and throw my own suggestion out let me do with, it uh anathema yes I mean, that's the whole statement, but also like that's that's all you need. Anathema. I would, I'm curious what your opinion is. If I was going to say, I would say, I'm not saying it's their all time best, but the two I would suggest were, or we're here because we're here. Yes. And weather systems. Correct. Those are the two Um, correct answers. I think (laughs) distant satellites in the trio is just as powerful to me, but Mm -hmm. we're here because we're here. And it talks, goes into the, I think really spiritual, big, every, everything is energy. Yeah. You know, every, like these big lofty Ram Dasi <laughs> concepts and then weather systems is personal. If you're going through a by weather systems. Yeah. That, least, that is the ultimate grief record. Let it tear you apart and yep. build you back up. Cause yep. it's so. Yeah. Maybe in up. Uh, three albums of all time weather yeah. systems anathema unbelievable um yeah i have it signed down on the wall um that's awesome that product power thought to make these people human I, I we were in line to get it signed and they were touring for distant satellites and someone came up to to the guitar player and said oh man distant satellites is perfect it's amazing and he said no it's not he's like we made a that record and if you listen closely enough tonight you'll hear the difference and i was like oh man this guy is full of them and that's kind of what wow. makes i think that that band so good but that's i'm wow. i'm just piggybacking onto that so my final thing question is uh is the peter pan the lost boys mm-hmm. they are in neverland they get some pixie dust drink sprinkled on them and then they have a happy thought and that that joyful thought is what elevates them. If you were lost boy, never land, what's your happy thought? Probably um, being on the pool deck at 70,000 tons of metal mm. watching Devin Townsend. Okay. Honestly. You know what? I'm so glad that you said that, even though we <laughs> recognize how impactful art is and how, especially Devin 
like heavy music, lyrics and stuff. Devin Townsend is like a he's like a heavy metal guru somehow, where yeah. he can he can kind of walk you through stuff, and you can just skip the Strapping Young Lad era. No, you uh, don't want to skip that. Okay, listen to me. I'll tell you why. <laughs> go, go. We were gonna have this out. Mm -hmm. So you have to include that because he was so young and angry. And then everything that came after that, you are literally watching his spiritual evolution in real time. Right. And, and I, that's why it's so beautiful. I a hundred percent agree with that. And I've actually thought that before that the picture Devin Townsend, we could do probably a whole podcast just on Devin Townsend He's and the trajectory. Too. <laughs> oh, does he really? Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. I'm too yeah. worried about my own. Um, so yeah, but the just, yeah, he's, he went from super angry. Yeah. I mean, just pure guttural anger, which is definitely ego full force. Yeah. Um, and you know, fear filtered through the ego is our anger um and then you know to his latest album which straight up has a ramdas song on it so That's i mean so beautiful yeah i mean you can't and the the what happens between there's chaos in between there's silliness in there it's truly yes. like the full spectrum of the human experience through mm -hmm. a heavy metal lens is the entire devon townsend catalog exactly um, and i actually own all the spat strapping on lad albums so let's like i i give you crap for it just for the fun of it um just so because good. you know it's it's what it is but um so yeah that's a great example i love the memory of devon and it, it a lot of people give answers like their kids and this and that and these yeah. these really heavy things and sometimes it's sometimes it is just an experience like that where you're in a place it's really is, the, the feeling of it that i want to harness because it's like perfect weather mm -hmm. salt breeze in your face mm -hmm hearing the music that speaks to your soul right. around all of your best friends yeah it's just yeah there's nothing like it yeah yeah i you know what devin was at that same festival with anathema in barcelona actually That's amazing so yeah they were both there that was special well um was there anything else you wanted to share anything we didn't get to anything at all or are you feeling good I'm feeling pretty good about this and okay. you know like Brene Brown says they awkward brave and kind right right I'm taking yeah. I'm co-opting <laughs> yeah well yeah all 50 people that hear this are gonna yeah. tell tell her and we're gonna get busted I credited so. her it's fine <laughs> yeah that you're you're right you're right that counts all right well I appreciate you doing this and especially yeah. considering all the ups and downs that it took to get on today all this the is I mean stuff. that's that's really that's how I live my life with the ups uh, and downs and I, overcoming obstacles and I, yeah. I appreciate you sharing that. And yeah. because I'm sure there's lots of people that feel lost in their chaos. So sure. even just a recognition that there's other people using it as a way to grow is pretty powerful. So yeah, thank you. Definitely. Thanks for having uh, me on. Yeah, I'm going to dig my shoes out of the trash and <laughs> go outside, I think. That's a great idea. All right. Well, All right, bye, I'll my talk friend. to you later. See ya. Bye.